In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to their own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for a baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there's no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flock at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of God shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth. Peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Hearing Felix, the younger of the two boys, share his part of the reading for tonight, the nativity story, I wondered if a whole bunch of those angels were little cherub-like boys and girls announcing this beautiful message. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people, all people, including you and me and us and our city, our nation, our world. Do not be afraid. In the midst of a second pandemic Christmas with Omicron clouds forming everywhere and really not sure what that's going to mean for all of us over the next few months. Do not be afraid in the face of all the other uncertainties you no doubt are facing in your life, maybe health-wise or economically or otherwise. Do not be afraid as you might be struggling relationally in your marriage or in your partnership with somebody, with that other person, uh, relationally with yourself, with maybe pain, um, unrelenting pain, uh, psychic pain, doubt or, dis or discouragement. Do not be afraid, the angels said, for God brings good news that will cause great joy for all his people. And you are God's people. This is who we are. 
This is the people gathered in this church and in churches throughout the city and virtually connecting with faith communities around the world. And right now, God is with you and sees you more deeply than you can know or imagine and knows what you're going through and what you're carrying and what has been so hard for you over this past year. And right now, God wants to help. God wants to help in the greatest sense of help imaginable. Not by merely providing relief for the trial that you're facing, nor by simply offering resolution for the thing that needs to be fixed in your life. God helps you in a much greater sense, in the greatest way imaginable, by giving you himself. And this is the message of Christmas and God's solution for all the brokenness that fills the entire cosmos from the beginning of time. God's solution is to give all of what God has made himself so that he can be with you in a more intimate way, in your anxieties maybe, and whisper to you by his spirit in that shaking place, don't be afraid. I have got you. I have always had you, and I will have you for the rest of eternity. Be at peace. With us, as you're maybe carrying, like I do, all this existential angst about what the meaning of life is and purpose and where it's going and Am I on the right path? God with us, looking us in the eye and saying, chill, <laughs> relax. Don't let it get to you. I'm the reason you're here. To know me, God says, is to know yourself. God with us as we're trying to navigate a world of ever-increasing economic uh, inequity and disparity and social upheaval and environmental degradation. As though a pandemic wasn't enough, right? All of these other big waves roiling in the ocean that is our planet. God telling us in that place, do not be afraid. I will not leave you alone. And I mysteriously am still holding this earth. It's mine. It belongs to me. And I will take care of this. Take care of you in this. One thing I love about the story that we just heard read was that the biggest announcement ever made was made to the lowest of the low in society back then. Shepherds outcasts of that day, if you're feeling a bit outcastish this year. People with no power or influence, if, if you're feeling like you've lost all control and have no power in your life. The bottom of the pecking order, if you've ever been in that place. God's greatest news imaginable a word become flesh to, to save and restore all things coming to the last and the least and the lost to those on the outer fringes of society. 
God's greatest news spoken to you tonight. This night when Christ was born. And it is a truth as real as a real human baby boy is real. Uh, A God with us that is as tangible as holding a child in your arms. God let humanity hold him. Even as in that exact moment he was holding us. God let us feed him and clean him up as he feeds us and cleans our lives up. God let us hug him and play with him and bandage his wounds when he fell as a little boy. Bandaging our wounds as we've fallen as all too mortal and frail people. God, come to us as a baby boy to be with us, to heal us, to whisper your name, to let you know what it means to be home, to let you know what it means to be you, to give us peace again, the angels said, Peace to those on whom his favor rests. And I believe with all my heart that his favor rests upon us here in this little Martelloop church tonight. And not in a merely peaceful way even, not limited to that kind of contentment and rest and the world as it should be ness of godly peace But in a way, according to the angels, that brings joy. So not just getting by. That isn't the life God has for us. He calls us, came to us to give us a life of joy. Which makes me think about everything that's been happening for the last almost two years now, right? I mean, could it be that all of this upheaval and all of the unsettling of these years... All of the stress and anxiety and out-of-controlledness of these times are meant to bring us to God's peace and joy. In a way, maybe in the mystery of God, the only way that could get us to really wake up to what the truth is about this baby's birth we're celebrating. Do not be afraid, for God brings good news that will cause great joy for all of his people. This is what God promises to you and to me, to us and our constantly stressing or worrying or doubting or fearing and ceasing to live in peace and joy. He promises us through Christ, promises us in need of saving himself right here with us now in as real a way as he was 2,000 years ago with them. We may not fully understand the weight um, and the beauty and the epiphany-inducing power of the story of the birth of Christ, 
But the angels got it. And we heard, uh, just read, uh, that they knew that choirs and singing and speaking out words of peace and joy was the right response to what was happening before their eyes. And nine months before that night or so, uh, before the birth of Christ, another angel visitation played out. It's time to marry a teenage girl with no power on the outside, a woman in a time of strong patriarchy, a young woman of such faith that the eyes of God fell upon her and thought, her, a teenage girl, she will be the one through whom my son will be born. So when an angel announced that to Mary, she freaked out, but once she calmed down, she said words that are, yeah, even now today, uh, read in churches around the world. Mary's song, compelling, compelling words that could only come from a person of deep faith. What a strong teenager connected to the heart of God and knowing that God was dwelling with her would say. So, I want to finish uh, these words by reading what Mary said. But here's how you could hear them. I want want you to hear them, not hear them as Mary's words. She spoke them then to her people in her time. But maybe, if you've got the imagination for it, let them be your words as well. And then on top of that layered, let them be Mary's words about you. And see if you can listen with all of those layers. And I think you can do that. We can do that because the Spirit of Christ lives in us, even as Christ indwelled Mary when she said this. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For, be, for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. And his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation to generation to generation to this generation. And he has shown strength with his arm and scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He's brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he's sent away empty. He's helped his servant, his people, Israel, Mary, you. In remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. Please join me in a prayer. God, thank you that when Mary sings that song, first person in on the story, the magnificent story that was about to play out in and through the birth of Christ, when she was singing that song, She was giving expression to what it means to have God within her in a way that, yeah, we can truly know 
and, and resonated with. And at the same time, she was singing out about those future generations that are us. She was prophesying this strong, faithful teenage girl about us, about things like tonight happening, people gathering around a birth, being touched by the profundity and beauty and power of that humble, quiet moment. So thank you for those words. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for Christmas this year and the, the message of the incarnation and what it means for us in the midst of our pandemic stress. And may it be as real to us as holding a baby, each of us. In your name we pray. Amen.